What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. My name is Colin Slager, along with me, Tim Allersmeyer. So today, yeah, we get into a few fun topics. Uh, starting off, uh, speaking of unique New York, uh, I lead off with uh, a New York Post article. <clears throat> excuse me, about two middle-aged women uh, getting into a brawl outside of a Thai restaurant, uh, leading to a woman getting slashed in the throat by a metal can. Slashed. What a power word. Slashed in the throat. I saw this headline and immediately had to click on it. It uh, just got me so fast. I was like, I need this. I need to read this. <laughs> um, so we get into a little bit of that. We have uh, have a pretty good deep dive in book talk per use. Um, don't sweat the small stuff. And when God writes your love story, uh, we talk about life not being fair, um, letting others be right, and don't sweat the small stuff. And then we talk about uh, loving your spouse even before, before you meet him or her. Uh, him or her, there we go, uh, in When God Writes Your Love Story. So uh, a few interesting um, outlooks and mindsets on on dealing with people and relationships. And uh, I know Tim Tim got into a, a new book and uh, some interesting reads. Tim, uh, Tim teased a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we get into some Napoleon Hill. Uh, he wrote a book called Outwinning the Devil. Um, he talks about channeling your inner self and overcoming the demons within inside you uh, that don't let you get out of your comfort zone and achieve something greater. He talks about experiences that he himself has had uh, when it comes to writer's block, when it comes to depression, overcoming things that have halted him in life. Uh, and we talk about the two things that every person is motivated by within themselves um, and how you can use those two things to, to achieve something greater because success it's, it's not something that comes from outside of you. It's always within you. And so we'll, we'll kind of get into that. Um, and then Slager sent me an article on LinkedIn um, titled Sell Me This Pen. It's from the, the Wolf of Wall Street movie. Um, and it teaches us a greater lesson um, about some sales techniques that you can use to differentiate yourself when it comes to gathering and presenting information. So we're excited to get into that. Um, you guys are going to learn a lot of stuff today about sales. Um, about self-improvement, about mindset, state of mind, uh, and you're going to love it. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Dan Fusen, take it away. Twitter and uh, saw this thing from the New York Post uh, headline women slashed with metal can during brawl outside Thai restaurant <laughs> and of course I had to click on it I had to and so two women in Manhattan aged 57 and 49 okay. got into an argument that led to physical fighting and the 57-year-old was slashed in the neck by the 49-year-old with a metal can. The weapon, metal can, was referred to as 
quote-unquote unknown sharp object and has not been recovered. So, scene of the crime, you cannot find this metal can. I wonder if it was green beans. Just can be gone. <laughs> green beans. <laughs> that is crazy, dude. I guess uh, you got to applaud her for her resourcefulness. I mean, I guess. Grabbing, grabbing cans off the street. What is she, like, Krav Maga trained or some shit? Like, just using metal cans like it's nothing? I don't know. <sighs> what do you think? Because I, think, I think there I think you're also taught how to utilize anything around you. Mm-hmm. As I had a patient describe it to me once because I'm interested in some sort of class like that at a certain point. And he's like, do that because you have to be resourceful too and it can train you how to use anything. So that's why I wonder if she was trained or something. <sighs> Just straight to the neck. I don't, not even like a warning shot. Like, yo, back up. I like the word slashed, too. I know, I did too. Woman slashed with metal can. Yes, I have to read this. It's like, cut is on one level, and then slash is just on a higher, more kung fu level. That's like not calling it a cut, calling it a laceration. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's upgrade this bitch. Yeah, um, I like how she just whipped out a can. She just had one. Yeah. Do, so, you, do you think it was full when she whipped it out? you think she just opened it, dumped it out, and then... Dude, I'm thinking it was just I think it was on, full? on the street. No, I think it was just empty yeah. on the street. No, I think it was empty. And maybe Dude. he had, like, uh, you think maybe still had the, the top attached to it? You know, when you do the can opener, some people don't take it all the way off. They mm-hmm. open it and leave it on there. I wonder if it was something like that, too. Yeah. Well, the, that, that would do some damage. Well, the lid, I mean, the lid itself, when it comes on, it's like a knife. Yeah, it's it is. Outside of it, you might as well just pull a knife out. But if you didn't have that, I'm thinking like, yeah, like a vegetable can, like a soup can or something, mm-hmm. empty. I guess if you hit the right angle, that edge, you could cut someone with that, I guess. But I'm wondering if, yeah, the top was still attached. Mm. Then you have like a razor blade. That would have taken this article to the next level if we could see, if, if we could find that can. I know. Have a picture of it. Find the fucking can. But that's nuts, man. I, I had to let that out because I was scrolling through and saw that headline, and I was hooked immediately. Whoever wrote that headline, good job. The story did it for you. But so do you think they? Do you think they got into it in the restaurant? Like, do you think the, the problem? Arose while they were in the restaurant. Maybe she, she like cut cut in front of her or something for when they when they called out next. <laughs> I don't. My know. turn to eat. Hey, Ty will do that for you if you're know. hungry enough. Ty Ty can turn you mad. Yeah, it was still kind of broad. I don't know if like they're friends mm. or anything or what. Mm. Wild man. No idea. But I was like, this is wild. The world we live in. Yeah. What a time to be alive, Tim. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I I was up doing some reading last night and this morning, and I kind of just want to get into some book talk. Let's do it. Uh, so I was, I'm obviously still cruising through Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and I had a few heavy hitters that I went through, um... One being, let others be right most of the time, mm. right in quotes. 
and it refers to a lot of times we try to prove that our points are right and show others why they're wrong and then somehow think that they're going to thank us for it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we all want our positions to be respected and understood and being listened to, all that is great human desire. There's nothing wrong with wanting that. But the book also references like those who learn to listen are the most loved and respected, and those who are in the habit of correcting others are often resented and avoided. Mm. So if you want to attract good people around you, listen. Like we've talked about before, you have two ears, one mouth, use them proportionally. So uh, that's kind of like, okay, even if however opinionated you might be, suck it up mm-hmm. and, and just listen to whether it's a perspective on something you agree with, you don't agree with, or it's just you're just listening to what they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something I could, I could work on myself. As well, it's a skill that I'm I'm trying to, to develop, and not always assume my way's right or what I have to say is is important. So this I'm glad we're talking about this today. Yeah, yeah. So um, like last time we talked about finishing people's thoughts for. Uh huh. Yeah. And I've paid more attention to that and been more conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Then there was uh, there are a few other good ones, but. Um, one that was just like I think big for especially the day and age we live in now was surrender to the fact that life isn't fair mm-hmm. and you know I what I liked about in this chapter was how kind of straight up it was and it didn't sugarcoat it and it was like whoever said life was going to be fair and we have this thought that it should and will be, but the fact is, it isn't and it won't. Mm-hmm. And once we understand, like, okay, it's not all gonna be fair to me, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, like, uh, then we can stop feeling sorry for ourselves and prevent us from thinking that it's life's job to make everything perfect. Uh, the fact that it's not perfect, perfect, doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to improve ourselves and the world around us as a whole. It actually suggests the contrary. So the fact that life isn't going to do it for us, we need to make it as good as it can be and then leave the world better than when we came into it. And when we go from having this self-pity, this pity for others, which pity doesn't really do much. The book talks about how it's just, you know, self-defeating emotion and but when we accept the reality we go from having pity and self-pity to having compassion which delivers loving kindness to others um and so it's just like you know go through your emotions you know you might have to feel sorry sorry for yourself for a little bit of time but eventually it's just like pity party party of one just like eventually we gotta we gotta switch it around, and so it's not fair. It's not easy. It sucks. It's hard to hear. It's hard to say. But it's like that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, this is so crucial. Like, if everyone in the world could just read this two-page chapter right now, if everyone can just do that, come on. 
yeah. I just, you know, um, I don't know, it just, it was, it was really, really present day and, and spoke to me a lot on that one. Um, man, this book is, yeah. this yeah. book is fucking good. I love it. Yeah, that's cra- Those, those are both really good points. They, uh, the moment that you realize that no one owes you shit, that's when you're gonna. That's when you're gonna wake up and be like, "I need to work hard and get this." We've had that with the podcast. That's it's gonna humble you. Yeah. No one owes you anything. And I, I see that, just in life in general, you got If you want something, you gotta go take it. No one's gonna deliver it to you because we, we grow up. A lot of us grow up where we grow up in a good family where things are provided for us. We go to a good school, we go to college, which is available to us, whether our parents are paying for it, we have a scholarship, or we just have the privilege and the capability to go. So uh, we get into the mindset that everything for us, the first 22 years of our life, it's been, it's been set up for us for the most part. We grinded to where we got, and we worked hard to do well in school, but at the same time, I think we have the mindset when we come out of college, Everything should just be there for me because I have a degree. I have the certification, uh, and that and that's how it works. Like that's how our, our world works. I'm not saying like it's not like that. That's just the plain hard truth. But I think when you really want to do something memorable or meaningful that you don't need a college degree for, and you have to go out there and work for it, you got to get rid of the mentality that hey, I deserve whatever I want. I deserve whatever comes to my mind. I, I need it right now. And oftentimes we, we want everything the minute we want it, but sometimes it's better to wait until you're ready. And when you're ready, you'll know when you're ready. You'll, you'll put in the work. You, you will have failed enough times to the point where I, I have thick enough skin where I'm ready to, get to, to rise to this next level, which I like what you said there. Um, and then like le- letting others be right most of the time. So like... Whether like if you're talking to someone else and whether they actually are right or not, what they said in that exact moment, it was right in their own mind. It was if they made a mistake in that moment that they made that mistake, it made sense to them to do that. So whether it's something that they say is wrong or right, understand why they thought that, whether they're right or not, and then go from there. Don't just automatically spit what you think is right. Take into consideration why they think the way they do. So yeah. I love I love everything you said there. That well, and like and there's there's times when you do speak up. Like, if someone's being a racist, yeah, speak your mind to tell them they're fucking wrong. Right. You know there are those times, but uh, you know for the most part, it's yeah, let them have the right thought. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like challenging thought, just ask questions and have good delivery. Don't try to correct them. Just understand why they're thinking that mm-hmm. and then ask them what would you think if it went this way and just have have a, a good conversation of questions mm-hmm. and that's still listening because you're listening to actually understand and then respond not just to ask a question to make it seem like you're asking a question mm-hmm. have so. empathy exactly. have empathy for what they're saying exactly so uh, that and then uh, I, I'm back and forth in between that and when God writes your love story uh, so that one uh, got super into like loving your spouse even before you meet him or her 
which is also kind of going back to respecting and loving yourself and acting in a way of like, okay, what if they could see, hear, understand everything you're doing and saying right now? And so it's pretty uh, different perspective to think about how to act, but then it kind of took me back to, okay, when my parents always said, don't do anything that you wouldn't want like your mom to read on the front page of a newspaper, mm-hmm. something like that. Or your grandkids to learn about something. Right, like right. The Terry, the Terry Crews mindset. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so I thought it was interesting of like respecting and loving him or her before you even meet that person mm-hmm. and then acting in accordance with that uh, can really <clears throat> change the way that you, you act uh, the way you think about things, like it got super heavy into like, you know, premarital sex and all this, and you know, I'm great for those who who do that, and you know, I I haven't been perfect, but uh, it got super into that, so that was interesting to read about too, and how um, seriously it talked about purity and things like that. And, um, yeah, it, it was just a wild, wild section of the book, and. I just haven't thought about it in terms like that. It's like, huh, I can make some improvements here and there mm-hmm. for sure. I love that mindset because you can, you can apply that to anything, like whether it's your future spouse or, yeah, like you said, your, 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 your parents, your grandkids. That's like that's such a mature mindset to take with anything because at the end of the day, you're, you're being like, what, what can I do now that's going to set me up for a healthy life ahead of me? whether it's a healthy marriage, whether it's a healthy relationship with your kids. Like, are they going to be proud of me for this? Am I myself going to be proud of me for doing what I'm doing right now? Because you can also look at it that way too. Right. Uh, But yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been getting my reading game back on. That's good. Real strong. What you got? Yeah, I've been trying to get my reading game back back on point too, which I did. I started, I've been going back and reading old books, Mm-hmm. notes from them but uh, Marquise Martin Hayes who was our interview uh, last Thursday he talked fire. <laughs> yeah the, the studio was on fire by the time we were done uh, but yeah he talked about Napoleon Hill and there's many books like Think and Grow Rich that he's written uh, but the one I bought uh, was called Outwitting the Devil because I think it's a big thing a lot of us struggle with is like battling our inner self because uh, I think, and the book says this, is wh- whatever we succeed in life, the, the memorable things that we accomplish, it's not because of something separate and apart from ourself. Uh, it's, a, it's a force that's intangible that's w- within ourselves. It's, it's called your other self. So it's, it's, your other self is, is the voice in your head that's either holding you back or it's pushing you to keep on going. Uh, and, he, and he talks about, because he himself struggled with this early in his career like he so what napoleon hill did is he went and taught people self-improvement tools he was a speaker he would go and teach uh sales how to be better salesmen he he taught people all these principles about being successful but he was napoleon hill was depressed for for a part of his life because he was teaching people these things but he wasn't like putting them into practice and he didn't he couldn't truly believe that within himself and he talks about that in his book and I, I kind of found that powerful because 
these people who you read about, like Napoleon Hill, you think they're perfect. You know, like you think their whole life, this is how they lived. Like this, but even like he, up on this pedestal. Yeah, like because like, oh, they, they did this. Yeah, because they teach these things, and you're like, and you assume like, oh, they live these things out every day. And it's something as a podcaster to, to think about and be humble about because we even said it ourselves. Like what we talk about on here, we're trying to improve within ourselves as well. Like that's why we're doing this podcast. Like we want to grow with you guys who are listening to us because what we talk about, we are teaching these things to ourselves and improving as life goes on. So I think that's kind of cool how we start out with that uh, in his book. And this first chapter is about 30 pages. I read it yesterday. Uh, and he, he talks about how success is within you. Um, and there's two entities that occupy your body as well as anybody on earth. Uh, there's the part of your body that is motivated by and responds to the impulse of fear. Uh, so, and, f- and this can be negative or positive, how you respond to fear. Because w- when you're faced with something in life, he calls it an emergency. Whether you realize, oh, I'm, I'm going down a wrong path right now. I'm in a job that I don't like. Oh my I'm getting overweight. I look unhealthy. This is your emergency. And fear can either motivate you or it can paralyze you. And he talks about the people that keep on spiraling down bad paths and take nothing to take no steps to improve their life in these emergencies. They're paralyzed. They don't know what to do. And Napoleon Hill went through this too. But he says fear can can either motivate you as well to get out of something. So... Fear cannot. Fear doesn't always need to be bad. It can, it can rise you to something that you don't want to ever become and get you out of that. Uh, and that's how he describes fear. So one part of your body responds and motivated by the impulse of fear, and the other is motiv- motivated by and responds to the impulse of faith. So when he decided to go and do, he want, do what he wanted to do, which is publish all these works of art and live, live out his life that way, Napoleon Hill, that was the impulse of faith. That's the voice in his head, his head that say, hey, take one step further. Even though you can't see what's going to happen yet, keep on going that one step further. Because you making other people happy is, is what's going to make you happy. So live by that faith and go live it out. So I thought that was really powerful in his book. And that's only one chapter. So I, wanna, I definitely want to keep on reading and, and, and share what we've done so far. But that's just one thing to keep in mind is everything that like you're capable of doing like all the success that you see of other people, like there are people out, here, out there that can help you do that, but it's all, it's all gonna start within yourself. It's not something outside of you that you just get from someone else to help you do that. Because <clears throat> you have all these motivational coaches, but if you can find someone or something that can help you instill the faith that you're capable of instilling within yourself, you need to find those people. Yeah. You need to ch- channel that within yourself too, so. Yeah, I need to get on some Napoleon Hill. Yeah. For Sounds sure. Awesome. I remember uh, Keith talking about that book, yeah. and when he was talking about it, I was hooked already. Um, but I need to finish the books I'm in right now first. But um, man, when when I finally realized, reading all these books, that like all these people are, are people with such similar experiences to a lot of people in the world. Yep. They just put it on paper and sold it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's just they're writing about experiences, and those that we align ourselves with, we do so because we have similar experiences and things we've gone through. And then it's like, oh, this is great. It's like, yeah, because it's 
relatable and it's true. Mm-hmm. But then the best ones, like how to win friends and influence people, it gives you action steps on, on what to do. And it provides real life examples of people implementing what he's talking about. Uh, and it's based on everything he's seen and how mm-hmm. he's interacted with people and what he's seen works and what doesn't. Um, it's the same thing that we're doing on the podcast. Just talking about experiences. All we're doing is putting it on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah. And now SoundCloud. What, what? What? Um, yeah. But when I realized that, I'm just like, man, that's part of that mentality, I think, of why not me? Why can't it work? Yep. What if it does work? Then it's like, you know, maybe at some point, some someone will be, oh, look what they did, you know. But it's just like, all we did was record it. Mm-hmm. We documented it. I'd, I'd love to eventually write a book. Mm-hmm. Time's not right for me to do that yet. But, you know, we're just, we got some mics and we're, we're seeing what happens and we're just documenting. Mm-hmm. We're talking about what we want to talk about. Yeah. We're talking about what we're passionate about. Thoughts, experiences, opinions, uh, ways of thinking, everything. Uh, so far, so good, I think. Yeah. Episode 28, this one is, I think. But I guess we should really know. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, like but no, man, I, yeah, I always love the book talk because it just gets to a deeper and different level of thinking that I don't know. A lot of people still don't want to go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe, in, maybe that's just my personal experience, and you know, surrounding myself with uh, the right people. And I don't know. I just love when we get down these paths and resonate with these books. And it's like, man, it it all makes sense. Like it's really making sense. Mm-hmm. And then it's for self improvement. And there's always going to be those people like, oh, yeah, the self-help book. All those people, those readers. Like, yeah, I am one of those. Yeah. Uh, but it's where you find inspirations. There's good examples. shit. Like resisting happiness. Also had, also had like questions at the end. Um, different ways for you to think about things. Uh, and action steps. Like those are the books that like really make some significant change in someone's life. Mm-hmm. So... No, man, I, uh, I'm really excited for you to get through more of that book because uh, I'm excited to eventually get on that one. I think I'm going to read a few more first before that. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, when I'm done with this, I'll, I'll drop it by your house again like I did with Don't yeah. Sweat the Small Stuff. Uh, but I'm also yeah. trying to buy books too because, like, I don't know if this is ego me, but eventually, like, in my nice house, I want to have a big library. So I want to build up my literal library of books mm-hmm. but yeah I uh, appreciate it yeah get you to learn on one for sure the biggest thing I've, t- I've taken so far from that first chapter is one, one thing I want to end on is most of like the failures that we most real failures that we experience as human beings is because of the limitations that we place in our, in our own mind so just one, one thing to think about so I think like those limitations could be f- are usually from external factors too, like what people, th- what you think people will think of you for for going and, and taking a risk on something. Uh huh. 
just because that's kind of how our society's set up. So there really aren't any limitations. The people who rose up above and, and accomplished things that you admire, it's because they didn't really place limitations on themselves. They didn't, they didn't have rules because we grow up with rules our entire life in school, like assignment parameters. Like we're, our brains are just trained to have limitations and, and have things. And they're all, I mean, there, there's things out there you got to navigate, but you, you can, if you really want to do something that you want to do, there's no, there's no limitation on that. So, dude, I, I was kind of talking about that with someone, uh, with a friend of mine this weekend with like salary caps with certain jobs. And I was like, that's half why I don't want to work in like a typical day job like I was in because I'm told what I'm worth and I'm told how much I'm going to make and I get this little percentage increase every year. I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to have caps on me. Like, don't provide me with limits because... What if it does work? Mm-hmm. And the direction everything's going right now, it's starting to work. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, that's funny you bring that up because, yeah, this was yesterday. I was having this conversation. And I was just like, I cannot be limited. Like, yeah, there's people in corporate America that take, make tons of money, and they're just fine. But I was just like, I don't know if I would be in one of those positions or set myself up to be in one of those positions because I don't know if I'd love it enough to do that. So I was like, that wasn't me, and I had a ceiling all the time. I don't want those. So, I uh, love that. I just think, it, yeah, it's back to that mindset of why can't it work? Why not me? Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody else tell you what you're worth. Let, you, let your actions and the value and the happiness you bring to other people define your worth. Absolutely. What, what, do pe- what comes to people's mind when they, they hear your name? Right. Your brand equity. What do you do? Because so, if you're stuck in a situation where you feel like you're not being paid for what you're worth, just think about your, your relationship with other people and what they think of you. Because obviously can't always worry what people think of you when you go out and do stuff but always work on delivering value to pe- people and be memorable in people's eyes because of the way you treated them I think right. at the end of the day yeah yeah people, I think the rest is going to come once once you develop that aspect yeah no matter what no matter where you're at well, yeah, you're, abso- you're absolutely right people remember how they were treated mm-hmm. um but man love book talk hell yeah it's a juice is flowing hell yeah what dude? What do you think of that article I sent you on LinkedIn? Yeah, I uh, I woke up this morning and I had a a direct message from Slager on LinkedIn. Hey, that's me. Shared an article about uh, if you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, the sell me this pen uh, scene is a pretty cool scene, and people have kind of taken that outside of the movie and kind of applied that to like sales and. And how you should approach that question because it is a it is a pretty cool question. People use that in interviews a lot, uh, and I think that's what was the point of this article that Slager sent me. Um, they ask, "How should you sell a pen to someone when they ask you sell sell me this pen?" And I think there's and it talks about four skills that you can develop to make sure you answer this question in the best way possible. Uh, and it's 
One, how you gather the information. Two, how you respond to the information. Three, how you deliver the information. And then four, how you ask for something. So when you gather the information, you gotta find out if, if sell me this this good, sell me X, sell me this pen. So we'll use the pen for the example. You gotta find out how they use this thing. This is how you gather the information. How do they use it? How does it fit into their everyday life? How like what's it what's it mean to them? And then that's that's how you gather the information. How you respond to the information. This is where you convey to them how important it is for them to use this in their everyday life. Emphasize the importance of the activity involving what you are selling. So this pen. So in the, in the interview, the person relates it to, oh, hey, what do you use this pen for? And the person says, I use it to sign contracts, I, which is how I use my favorite pen is to sign contracts. And, that, and then that's where I feel like the, the interviewee knew that he had him because signing contracts is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, and he blew up how important it is to sign these contracts because it's the growth of business. It's, it's an instilling of confidence in yourself. Like he emphasized how important it is for him to use this pen to sign these contracts. It's how he responded to the information that was given to him. Well, he also made it not just about the pen. He wasn't selling the pen. So... The, how the conversation went, the CEO, he says, do me a favor, sell me this pen. Let's say this kid, what's this guy's name? Uh, Roshan. Hope I say that right. Uh, Roshan goes, he says he's rolling the pen through his fingers. When was the last time you used a pen? CEO, this morning. Roshan, do you remember what kind of pen that was? CEO goes, no. Do you remember why you were using it to write? Yes, signing a few new customer contracts like you were getting it. Well, I'd say that's the best use for a pen. They laugh about giggle, it. Giggle, giggle. Yeah. <laughs> we have a subtle laugh. <laughs> Wouldn't you say signing those new customer contracts is an important event for the business? Not Ted. Then shouldn't it be treated like one? What I mean by that is here you are signing new customer contracts, an important and memorable event while using a very unmemorable pen. We grew up our entire lives using cheap big pens because they get the job done for grocery lists and directions. But we never gave it much thought to learn what's best for more important events. This is the pen for more important events. This is the tool you use to get deals done. Think of it as a symbol for taking your company to the next level. Because when you begin using the right tool, you are in a more productive state of mind and you begin to sign more new customer contracts. Actually, you know what? This week I shipped 10 new boxes of these pens to Elon Musk's office. Unfortunately, Social proof. Unfortunately, this is my last pen today. Reach across to hand pen back to CEO. So, I suggest you get this one. Try it out. If you're not happy with it, I will personally come back next week to pick it up, and it won't cost you a dime. Law of reciprocation. What do you say? That's beautiful. Yes. And I was like, man, that's it. That's simple. But no one thinks of it that way. It's, oh, it's shiny. Mm-hmm. It's full of ink. It writes well. It's smooth. It doesn't smear when you write it. I can write it and then wipe my hand right across it. doesn't smear. He sold a state of mind. Yeah. He, so, he sold the why behind it. didn't sell it. the pen. How he delivered the information. Yeah, it wasn't about the pen. It was about taking his company to the next level and the mindset I'm getting. Yep. Within a pen. But it wasn't about the pen. 
Bro, I'm so glad you sent me this article. I'm gonna apply. I'm gonna apply this to my own sales job. I'm I not see. just selling uniforms. Right. Selling an image. Right. Right. And I saw it. It was late last night, and I was like, "Man, I'm way past bedtime. I need to go to bed <laughs> early. Start tomorrow." And I'm just scrolling through LinkedIn. I was doing a few things, and I saw this title, and it was from. She was a Greek big sister of mine in college, and I'm like, "I really need to go to sleep." Ugh, that's a great looking title though and I was like best answer to sell me this pen I've ever seen yeah I can't not click it Tim it was like getting slashed in the throat with a can <laughs> I couldn't not click it it's like the sun you just can't look away sometimes and I read and I was like I'm sure Tim's asleep but he needs to see this right now yep. so I read it. I was like, "Damn, this is pretty money," and sent it to you. So, yeah, it was it was one of my uh, late night reads last night, and yeah, I'm super super pleased I saw it. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Dude, of course, always. I'm applying that this week. Always. I'm gonna journal about journal about it tonight. How I'm gonna apply it. I love it. Love it. So. Yeah, so that's on LinkedIn. Um, author Prashant Dedia. I hope I <clears throat> excuse me. I hope I said that right. He has in parentheses negotiation ninja. So if that helps, <laughs> nice alliteration for for the search. Um, it's actually an older article now that I look at it. 2017, actually. Uh, still great article, great read. Uh, save it. Um, go check it out. Yeah, that was on LinkedIn. Tim, I think I, uh, I think I'm all set on this episode, my man. I'm as well. A lot, a lot of good value. Love it. Uh, we are also, <clears throat> come on, <clears throat> excuse me, being obnoxious now. <laughs> we are also now on SoundCloud. Uh, Tim off the dome radio, search SoundCloud. Thanks for setting that up the other night. Yep, uh, we're we're all on there. Finish, putting the finishing touches on putting all of our episodes on there. I've got about half of them uploaded, but we are running. If you want to go back and listen uh, to some of our old episodes on there, uh, everything's on there. Just another outlet because we want we want to get we want to get it out to you guys in as many ways as possible. And we're, we're gonna we're gonna put a poll on our Instagram here in the next week to ask you guys how how you've been listening to our show. Whether it's mostly on Spotify, on iTunes, on our website, on your open up your, on your laptop we want to know how you guys are listening and we want to be able to give you value in the best way you know how to digest it so we just want to make it as easy as possible for you guys to listen to our content mm-hmm. so we always appreciate you listening like tim said itunes spotify now soundcloud uh go check it out please leave us a review uh, tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about what we could do better don't be a dick um <laughs> very important <laughs> But, uh, no, we always appreciate it. Thank you for your time, for listening, uh, giving us the opportunity to provide you value to enhance and enrich the fundamentals of your everyday life. Until next time. Peace!